All right. Welcome back to another episode of Girls with Fun. Hey, everyone. Hey. Um, so we're going to get right into the topic today. We have a very uh, special topic we would like to discuss. Would you like to introduce it? Sure. So today's episode is basically about what is the difference between a fan and a stan, right? Um, I feel like we throw the word around so casually, right? Or at least I do. I should speak for myself. But like we stan or like I stan BTS, but like what does it actually mean? Um, And actually preparing for this episode, you sent through some really great links. And I felt like so validated because I feel like like I was recently talking about Eric Nam and I'm like I'm a fan of Eric Nam but I don't know if I'm an Eric Nam stan right mm-hmm. um but I very much definitely stan BTS so I was like everyone had a slightly different answer but I was just like this is so fascinating I'm so into this um <laughs> I love these like messy spiraling conversations um so Anyway, I had a question for you to kick us off before we dive into the meat of the articles that you sent me. Um, we have talked about your fandom experiences in the past and some of our introductory episodes. Um, I guess, well, I guess to kick it off, I said that I consider myself a stan. Do you consider yourself a fan or a stan of BTS? I would definitely consider myself a stan of BTS. Um, I know those definitions vary, but in the definition I have in my head, <laughs> I consider myself a stan of BTS. Okay. I pretty much assumed, but I was like, let me have you answer for yourself, right? Um, <laughs> but the question I wanted to know, like we've talked about some of your past fangirl experiences that you've had other groups, both K-pop and not, that you've liked in the past, other musicians... Would you say that you've had other stan experiences or have those been more fandom experiences? Again, not that there's like one set definition, but how would you define it for yourself? Honestly, I feel like I'm a natural born stan. (laughs) Like, I can't think of a time. I don't want to say I can't think of a time. When I like something, I'm usually like all in. Um... I'm trying to think if I've been a stan of something that's not music related. Because doing like, you know, the research for this episode, I didn't really think that much about how you could be a stan for something that's not music related. Um, Just because I think about standum in terms of K-pop or just music in general. But seeing some of the other links we've read, it makes sense. You could be a stan about literally anything, right? Um... Technically, you could stand football, right? <laughs> I, 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 you could consider, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> sports. There's definitely sports stands by the way that they behave. Um, or it could be about, like, a TV show or, you know, maybe, like, a movie series. So I'm trying to think if I've been a stan of something outside of music. Um, I, let me think. Maybe, like, Twilight (laughs) like when Twilight came out I was like a pretty huge like Twilight stan that was like everything 
Um, a twihard. But see, I didn't like have. I don't think I addressed myself that way. <laughs> but I was really into it. Um, can you be a stand of like anime, like anime shows? I was wondering that too because when they were like the one thread was talk, the one Reddit thread you sent was talking about like anime or I guess like fan fiction and like fictional characters right and yeah so I'm like so generally speaking k-pop is slightly different or like music fandoms right because it's real people or images of real people versus like someone being a diehard twilight fan or like harry potter fan yeah yeah but are there harry potter stands I mean there's people that are super into Harry Potter for sure, right? Doing like cosplay, like going to conventions, like writing fan fiction, but do they use the word stand? They like, probably I stand don't. Harry Potter. They probably don't, but I would consider them stands by like <laughs> There's there's Harry Potter people that make like like their entire life is about Harry Potter, right? Like they they yeah. they name their kids after like Harry Potter characters. They, like, go to Universal uh, Studios in Florida to go to the Harry Potter Park, like, multiple times a year. Like, <laughs> like everything about Harry Potter is, like, <laughs> their life, right? So I would consider that, like, a standum. I don't know. Um, that's why I was wondering, like, can anime be one? Like, maybe. I think, yes. I guess that was the backhanded answer is, like, yes. Yeah. I just don't know if people, like, use that language. Yeah, I don't know if they do either. I'm like, maybe, you know, some show. Like, probably, like, Sailor Moon or Dragon Ball Z. Or, like, I, I feel like Inuyasha is my identity at this point. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, maybe something anime-related. Um, but I definitely stand other music groups. Like, I've mentioned before about, like, the Jonas Brothers, or, like, um, One Direction at one point. Oh my god, Mindless Behavior. <laughs> like, OMG Girls, Diggy Simmons, like, eh. That was, like, an era, I tell you. Anyway. <laughs> yes, I've definitely, like, stand. Many a group, many an artist. Um... What about you? I think it depends on your definition, much like anything else. Like something interesting that was kind of debated in the threads that you sent was like physical fan culture. Like when it comes to BTS, I clearly fit in stan culture because I'm buying multiple album, like multiple versions of the same album. I have a ton of merch. Actually, I'm wearing an anime hoodie right now, so I do have anime merch. So, yes, anime stan. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like, we've kind of gone back and forth, like, how important is the physical culture side of things? And we've kind of skirted around it in other episodes. I was obsessed with Twilight, like, obsessed. But I didn't have any, like, Team Edward or Team Jacob shirts or I didn't have, like, a poster on my wall or anything like that. But I probably read each of those books, like, <laughs> only a slight exaggeration, like, a hundred times, right? Yeah. Um, I was super into Fruits Basket, and I was, like, running to Barnes & Noble to, like, buy every physical volume, like, as it dropped. Mm. So, would I be considered, like, a Furuba stan? Like, 
I don't know. As far as musical groups, I was really into Joe Bros as well. But it, I don't, I guess it depends how you define it because it was just different. Like I didn't own as much stuff. I wasn't like on Twitter every day. I wasn't reading like Joe Bros fanfics, for example, but we'll get to that another day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess we'll get into when we start defining it. Maybe we can talk about it later, but it doesn't have to be like you have to like own stuff. It's about like, at least for me, how I think about it, almost like it becomes like a part of your identity at some point. We're talking about like, Talking about like Dickie Simmons. When I tell you I was a jet setter for life, I meant that. Like, <laughs> when we're talking about like One Direction. When I said I was a directioner, like, I meant that. Like, <laughs> like it was like a part of like my identity. You knew me, you knew I liked One Direction for some reason. Like, you could just tell. Like, <laughs> you know, or everybody that knew me knew I liked the Jonas Brothers. I didn't even have to be talking about them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just becomes like a part of you and it becomes like an integral part of your life and it goes beyond just like just listening to their music I mean it can be like consuming their products like it can be like procuring like their merch or like another stuff like that but it doesn't have to be things like that it could be like just how invested you are in them as not just an artist but also as like people um anyway we can keep going and talk guess, about this later. <laughs> yeah, Backstreet Boys was probably as close as it came for me. Yeah, I don't know. I think I used to be more secretive about my fandoms. Like, I didn't... I was never in, like, anime club or... It was also a different era, right? Like, people are... I feel like in general... Maybe I'm just older, but I feel like people are more open about the things they like now. Like, we've all collectively, as a society, seen some shit. And so, it's like, if you like anime do you if you like twilight do you you know like people just say whatever but i feel like at least for me it was not always that way but that's kind of tangential yeah no i agree with you but then like when i got to a certain point where i didn't care anymore and then i started cosplaying i just i feel like if you cosplay like yes you are a stan like (laughs) like like, i i just don't know see how you could not be like That is, like, reaching the next level of, like, enjoying anime. (laughs) Like, it has to be. Like, what else is more than that? (laughs) I don't know. Um, Because now, even thinking about it, like, after I said it out loud, I'm like, maybe I wasn't as much of a stan in Twilight as I thought I was. I don't know. It came up in the... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just, like... Maybe we should just define this and then talk about this later. Sure, sure. Yeah, maybe we'll have some better answers at the end. Yeah. I was going to say, and, and we'll get to it, but in the forums, like, people are in Reddit, like, people were talking about degrees of Stan. And so I think until BTS, I've always been, like, on the cusp. I've definitely been a fangirl. I always joke that my dad taught me about, like, fandom from the sports world, like you were talking about that. He doesn't like it when I say that, but, like, teaching me how to be, like, super dedicated and organized, whatever... But um, I've always been, like, Stan Light, and then, like, BTS just tipped the scale, and it was, like, whoosh, a slide. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, let's get into it.
Um, let's define Stan. I guess there were... Do you want to start with Reddit then to define? Because I feel like the paper magazine article you sent assumed a little more. Well, versus, I, I like, was going to debating. Like, literally define it. Because now oh, it's in the dictionary, right? <laughs> well, go so ahead. So it, it, it entered into the Oxford English Dictionary as of June 2018. Um, and it now means... An overzealous or obsessive fan, especially of a particular celebrity. Um, the dictionary's entry page notes that distance of Stan has its origins in the 2000 song Stan by U.S. rapper Eminem. In the song, Stan, short for Stanley, is rapper Slim Shady's self-proclaimed biggest fan. Stan models himself after his idol, attends his shows, watches his press conferences. Oh, I'm sorry, watches his press appearances in a shrine-like basement, writes countless letters to the rapper that go unanswered before ending his and his unnamed pregnant girlfriend's lives by driving his car off a bridge. In a final twist, the song closes with Slim Shady responding to Stan's letters with one of his own, unaware of the tragedy. Um, so that's, like, super dark. <laughs> I, huh? I definitely yeah. think the thought of what a stand is has evolved into something far more simple. Um, especially in K-pop language, because we have a term for something that would be like the stand in the Eminem sense, which would be like a saucing. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, we distinguish between the two. So stand has to be a lesser version in the K-pop sense than it is or I would say in any sense, really, um, than what they have here or what was it originally stemmed from, from this song. Yeah, it's interesting because the Paper Mag article, which we'll get to later, didn't really make the, like, saucing stand, like, they didn't, like, separate those two, right? So that's interesting that you raised that because I didn't even think of the saucing angle, which are there saucings like in the Swifty fandom? Like what's the equivalent outside of K-pop, right? There has to be. I mean, it's like, we wouldn't use that term for them. Yeah. But I guess that's what I'm wondering. Like, is there a term? There's definitely, <laughs> we've definitely heard stories of like people appearing in someone's house didn't that just happen with Drake, like, not too long ago? Like, someone was just, like, in his house? <laughs> or am I thinking of some other celebrity? But, yeah. Um, maybe that was Chris Brown. I can't remember. There is some celebrity, and, like, a person was just in, in, in their house, just, like, chilling. Like, <laughs> like, like, no, you, you don't know them. Sorry. You're, you're, uh, you're insane. Anyway. <laughs> I just like have a lot of questions. <laughs> Does Drake or Chris Brown not have a security system? Like, see, many questions. And that's proving how next level you are of a fan that you're able to like breach someone's security systems enough to get into their house, like relatively unnoticed. That's terrifying. <laughs> that's terrifying. I was surprised circling back to the Oxford Dictionary and the whole like early 2000s Eminem as like the origin of the word 
I was surprised that it was so recent. And there is a word for like a word that just takes off and everyone thinks is older than it actually is because I was reading about it recently, but sadly I can't remember what that was. Um, but I digress. But I will say um, I was surprised it was so recent because when I think about think about like Star Trek from the 60s and 70s, right? Mm-hmm. And think about like Star Wars. Star Wars has kind of gone mainstream and has, like, popular appeal, but in the early days, like, I don't think it's erroneous to say that it was kind of a more, like, niche interest, right? Like, people were maybe not... Sci-fi was not, like, as mainstream as it is now, potentially, right? There were sci-fi novels and stuff, but I don't know if people were as into it or it had the reach. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, Doctor Who, or, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't think... Like, when people talk about Beatlemania, I feel like they're talking about Stan culture. There just, like, wasn't that word for it. So I was surprising that it was so recent from, like, a word standpoint, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. What, what made people start using this word... Uh, like I mean, the song's been around since two thousand, right? But I feel like I didn't start hearing about stand standing until <laughs> like K-pop. Not saying that K-pop started it, but you know, this is like a relatively like new word that people have been using. So what now made people start using stan to describe something? Yeah. It's interesting because in the Paper Mag article that you sent me, it said that, like, it the origin was that 2000 song, right? But it didn't gain popularity until, like, the mid-2010s. So, what, yeah. like, 2014, 2015? I mean, even when I was into K-pop, like, very early on, we've talked about this, right? Starting in about 2008, 2009, there were diehard fans and fan clubs and saucings were a thing even back then but i don't in retrospect remember hearing the word stan I agree. or like anything like that so i don't know granted i was also on the internet a lot less in general so maybe like stan culture is a product of easy internet access yeah i'm like is that like a twitter specific origin I don't know if I really see that word used that much outside of like Twitter. It was discussed. I... Go ahead, sorry. No, I was just saying, like, thinking about Tumblr days when I was into BTS in 2014, 2015, I don't recall the use of that word. And I was also late to the Twitter game. So. Yeah. It's interesting because in different. And we'll link all of the sources that we're referencing, like, in our just podcast description as we normally do. But there was a debate. Um, so the one was talking about, like, digital culture, right? I think it was the third link that you sent me. Um, Stan is a product of digital culture. And someone asked, like, are you a stan if you're not on the internet like that? If you're just, like, existing 
someone was talking about their friends who like produce fan art or produce fan fiction or whatever, but not necessarily on the internet, just like with a small group of like in real life friends. Mm -hmm. And to me, again, the kind of varies what you think, but I would still consider that stand behavior. Like if you're investing time writing fan fiction or spending hours drawing like a painting of your faves, whatever that is, or whoever that is, like to me, that is stand culture. Yeah. But they were saying, is that just fandom? So I don't know. No, I mean, okay. if, If you think about it in like, if you think about it in like sports terms, you could totally be a stand in sports, but not have to be on the internet in order to like show that you are a stand. Right? Like liking a football team or a basketball team or a baseball team can like totally become like your identity. Right? You don't have to do any of that on the internet. Like <laughs> talk to the entire city of Pittsburgh for real. <laughs> like Okay. Like you're wearing the Steelers jerseys all the damn time. Like the hats. Not just game day. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> your your car is probably decked out in like Steelers paraphernalia. Um, your desk at work probably is as well. <laughs> like it's like your brand, right? Like you are a Steelers fan and everyone that talks to you like knows that. Like you go to the games constantly. If you're not going to the games, you're watching them at home. Like you never miss out on one. Like you're all in and you root for them even when they lose. Like you're not bandwagoning. Like, <laughs> you know, like you are a true diehard fan. That becomes like part of your identity. I think that would make you a stand in that sense. And you don't have to do that online at all. Um, yeah. yeah. By your metric, I would be considered a Steeler stand. But like, do I know every player's all time stats and their like draft number and like, Am I in a fantasy football league? No. So, like, someone else could be, like, even more intense. Yeah, yeah. I think with those levels like that, um, doesn't make you any, like, more or less of a stand. It just shows how much more invested you are than maybe someone else. I don't think that makes you, like, more important than the next person. But it just shows, like, how into it you are, right? Like... Hearing my uncles be able to talk about some player that happened in, like, 99, that he, like, played in 99, and they can, like, compare it to, like, someone who's playing now, like, you're that invested in, like, the person. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're not just invested in, like, the game of football or whatever itself. You are now also invested in the players enough that you can remember, like, someone's stats from, like, 20 years ago, Right how does that not make you a stand? Like <laughs> we were talking about your superpower of like knowing dates from like just seeing a fit. This is some, some like your uncle's superpower, right? Is like remembering stats from 20 years ago. <laughs> and that's why it's so crazy to me hearing older men talk down on people who enjoy things like K-pop or even just any other artist, right? Cause it's like, you can do that without question, right? And you will get in arguments with your friends about this stuff. Like, how are you any different from me? <laughs> like, we are the exact same person. <laughs> You've just deemed me as lesser because I'm a woman and I have, like, 
woman interest air quotes like whatever that means like you you've just deemed whatever i like just be like stupid or in fear in in comparison well you are literally doing the exact same thing that i am or even 10 times worse (laughs) like whatever my fandom i was gonna say but this is actually false i was like my fandom does not require me to sit outside in the cold and rain but actually actually (laughs) Actually, so i need to eat my words for sure yeah (laughs) Um, yeah, that's hilarious. (laughs) You're so right. Do you want to talk about the, the K-pop specific Reddit thread? Yeah. Um, so. Was that the first one you sent me? Uh, I think so. Our K-pop thoughts. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um. So this one's titled, What's Your Definition of Being a Fan Versus a Stan Slash Part of the Fandom? So this person is saying um, their definition of standing is pretty loose. When they say I stand a singer or a group, they mean that they keep track of their releases and check them out right away. They check out their B-sides, not just singles. They enjoy at least 90% of their music. They also know all the members' names and positions. But they say, by that definition, they think they stand way too many groups for it to be really considered standing. Um, Being a part of a fandom is also confusing to them since they don't take part in many fandom activities. So, while they stand several groups and soulless, they don't necessarily consider themselves to be a a specific um, part of a fandom like an army or a carrot or whatever. Um, I found that to be kind of interesting because that's kind of how, kind of how I feel about certain groups and I go back and forth with it a lot. Um, like, do I actually like stand this group, right? Or am I just a fan? There's a lot of groups that I consider myself a fan of, but there's only two that I really consider myself to be a stan of. Um, just because I feel like I dedicate myself, myself, my time, my energy to two groups more than I dedicate to these other groups, even though I may like know a lot about them and I like them and I might occasionally watch their like other content, but I listen to their music often and regularly. I still can't consider myself as like standing them for certain reasons. Have you felt that way about other K-pop groups as well? I found this thread really interesting because by I do listen to a lot of K-pop. Like I'll listen to K-pop playlists while I work. I could be considered like Stanlight of GOT7 by this metric because I know their names, right? I might know all their birthdays, potentially not but I know a lot of their albums and CDs and stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but really, for me, it's only BTS. Um, this person that you were just reading from, I think it's the original poster, OP, they go on to say, some things I've observed that may be a part of other people's definition of being a stan, rather than what I've listed, is streaming new releases with goals in mind, especially charting and music show wins, buying albums, sometimes several if financially possible. 
collecting photo cards, interacting with the fandom online, including group chats, twit, forums, etc., promoting the group at all costs, even if it means spamming on Twitter. Must know about each member in depth. <laughs> Age, blood type, college major, hometown, everything like that. Won't stay in groups that are in direct competition to their alt group. Won't ever say anything negative about the group or their music, even if you don't like the song they're promoting slash forcing yourself to like the music. And then it says optional. Take eight even further and search your fave's name in your free time on Twitter and neighbors. You can reply and defend them at all costs if someone is saying negative things about them. And then they add Selena Gomez and Ariana Stans are surprisingly good at this. Um, so by that metric... I only stand BTS. <laughs> uh, I probably do all those things except for knowing their blood types, but I do know their astrological signs, so maybe we can swap that out because I know they're used similarly in different cultures. Um, yeah. I guess to answer you, I only stand BTS. Even when I liked Yukis in the past, I was probably, it wasn't like that organized, right? Mm -hmm. I was streaming a lot. Well, this was pre-streaming era also, let's be clear. I had like a playlist on iTunes that had like all their songs and I would listen to it like all the time, but not with like an end goal in mind, right? Just because I liked it. I didn't own any physical albums or collect photo cards. I was interacting with, like, artist content online, like, watching music videos over and over again. Again, not with an end goal, just because I had that, like, I don't know. I saw people using the word hyperfixation, right? Um, but, again, wasn't really on Twitter like that, and I don't know if it was just the era. Yeah. Did you do all the stuff for GOT7? Would you say that you are, like... A stan of God Seven. I would say. I mean, I know you would say that, but <laughs> no, I would say I did like all of this. Okay, seven and eight are like really interesting to me. Won't stand groups that are direct competition yeah. to their old group, which like technically God Seven and BTS would have been in direct competition with each other. <laughs> they. I like that point too. I found that so fascinating because yeah. I was like, we view it as such a zero sum game, like. Point seven is how fan wars get started. Exactly. Right? <laughs> um, they, like, debuted around the same time. They were in, like... Well, you've got, like, smaller company, big hit, against, like, slightly larger company, JYP. Which, like, the producers also, like, used to work together. So that might be, like, some kind of rivalry there if you want to make it one. <laughs> they make, like, <laughs> similar music same number of people in the group like i don't know like you could potentially say that they were in like direct competition of each other but i've never been like i'm not going to listen to someone because they're they might be in competition with one another like i'm just going to support you because i like you and i want to see you do well like you said that's how fan wars start and fan wars are so dumb I have, I don't know if this counts, but like when we're actively trying to get like a number one 
on the billboard charts or like going for a certain positioning via streaming, I will intentionally not listen to other artists, not even other K-pop artists. Like if Drake releases the same album or an album at the same time as BTS, like Drake is going to have to wait. Like he has enough streams. Like <laughs> Damn. I will not be giving like, so I guess, I kind of understand that direct competition aspect from like a streaming perspective, but like at a set point in time. But to say that like two groups are always in direct competition is just very odd to me. It's very like if B if like Got Seven succeeds, BTS can't succeed. Like that's not the case. Well, I mean, have you not at set points in time? Maybe. <laughs> I have seen that mentality on the internet <laughs> for many different fandoms. It's like no one else can like do well, right? Because honestly, especially when it comes to BTS, what other <laughs> this sounds bad. What other groups do don't compare <laughs> like at this point, right? There might have been a time, there was a time at one point where like, you know, they might have been like on like an even playing field, but at this point it's not even like it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter so I'm not gonna I'm never gonna be like I don't want to see another group not succeed so that BTS can continue to succeed like BTS are gonna succeed no matter what at this point I'm not gonna like hate on some other group because they're also doing well I almost like I see that and that gives me more fuel to be like all right next BTS album we're going up like <laughs> like <laughs> You thought we, like, broke numbers before? Watch this. Like, <laughs> so I'm never going to, like, trash on, like, other groups. It just seems pointless. Yeah. I would never trash. I would possibly wait <laughs> to stream or view a video. <laughs> That's as far as it goes. <laughs> like, I'll listen to your song later. Like, I remember in his V-Live when JK played stay by the kid Leroy if I said that right I don't even know I was like oh that's really catchy and then I was like looping it and then it turned out that it was like the top song the next week not that my individual streams make a difference but I felt the sense of like damn maybe I shouldn't have been streaming that song because <laughs> it was the same time they were working on like I forget which one was out probably butter yeah but we already so. know how streaming services work when it comes to bts you can loop yeah a drake song and it's going to count for his streams i know you can't loop a bts song because suddenly you're bots if you want to hear a bts song over and over again so like yeah whatever that's like a whole nother topic yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to that one someday but number eight was also interesting won't ever say anything negative about the group or their music even if you don't like the song they're promoting slash forcing yourself to like the music I mean, we just recently went through this experience. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, by this metric, I guess I'm not a stan. Right. And because we have a whole podcast, and we call them out all the time on things we don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we just went through this with Permission to Dance. But even though we were like, this isn't my favorite song, we weren't like on the internet like, this song sucks. Like, <laughs> I... Want the old BTS back. Uh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We weren't 
we weren't doing that. I don't know if that, like, makes any difference, but I will find, I would be hard-pressed to believe that there's someone out there that enjoys every single song that their favorite releases. <laughs> I, I mean, this person did say up above, right? They did say up above, you like, like, what, 80 to 90% of the songs? True. Um, so I think it's just real life that you're going to have some that you like more than others. And I'm sure we have listeners out there that are obsessed with permission to dance, but maybe don't love a song that I'm obsessed with. Right. It just, right. it happens. Yeah. Cause especially when you have a group like BTS that are making like songs that aren't like really bound by like genres or just have like, you can get an album that has like, old school hip-hop on it and then you can also get like a super pop song and then you can get a song with like a rock vibe like all that on like the same album there's people who enjoy different genres outside of k-pop that are gonna come with their all like original preferences and music so like you said you're going to like a song more than the other or maybe you don't like a certain sound so you're not gonna like this certain song and it shouldn't be, like, a weird thing. Now, I don't know if you need to necessarily get on the internet and start, like, trashing the group for it, but you shouldn't, like, feel weird if you don't like a song. I do feel, and this is kind of a tangent, we, the general we, are so obsessed with, like, what other people are doing on the internet. Mm -hmm. Just in general, even outside of fandom. Like... Cyberbullying, bad. Uh, actively inciting harm or like riots, also bad. But if someone's on their Twitter page, like, I don't like XYZ songs, I don't have to agree, but it's like they can do what they want, you know? Like, I just need to like stay in my lane and mind my business. And like, collectively on the internet, like, none of us are minding our business. Exactly. So, anyway, that's kind of a tangent, but I'm like, I agree that like people shouldn't do that but they can also do what they want right yeah so, yeah um there was an interesting point further down in this thread the role of album buying and someone i can't even see their username but they i think i'm in reading mode or my wi-fi is weak but uh they said um like, when I stay in a group, I'm engaged in all group activities, music, and non-music related. For these groups, their comebacks have the highest priority. I'm watching all content associated with the group. I actively follow their SNS activity, not just during a comeback. I'm also committed financially to stand groups. So that idea of financial commitment was so interesting, especially because the reply or the post right below said that, you know, they live in Brazil. They only know one place that sells K-pop albums physically. It was like half of the minimum wage there. And so they want to financially support and they feel bad and they always feel like they're not a quote real stand because they can't support financially. And we've talked about material fandom culture, but I found that so interesting. Like we were literally just talking about this recently in terms of like the financial grip and the things we do. Yeah. I find it interesting that stan culture is, like, so materialistic or capitalistic. It doesn't have to be, but there's this pervasive sense that it is. Yeah. It's definitely there, but it shouldn't be, right? Because 
we shouldn't make the assumptions that everyone has access to these things like, you know, you or I do, right? It doesn't make someone who can't afford these things or doesn't have access to them any less of a fan or any less of a stan than myself just because I can afford to buy things, right? There was a point in time where I could not afford to get BTS products, right? Like, I didn't have the money for that. Did that make me less of a stan than someone else? Was I less of a stan then than I am now because I can't afford it? No. Now I just have the access to it. And I think if you ask someone, they will say no. But we all kind of, like, look to this consumption model or look to this, like, I need to buy things to be a real fan. But if you ask someone, like, do you need to buy stuff to be a fan? People will say no. And we all have to make different financial choices. So I wonder if it's just about, like, doing the most, (laughs) right? Like, doing the maximum you're able. And for a lot of people, that is, like, buying stuff and supporting financially, but it is this like hyper, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I keep using the word capitalist or like consumption, but it is this like hyper consumption system. Yeah. There in general, there is a comment here that I feel like I pretty much agree with. Um, so I'm going to read it. Um, someone said, I think once we start making lists of this is what you have to do to be a stan, people start getting angry and upset because it comes off as gatekeepy. Personally, I saw that one too. Yeah. Personally, for me, if you just like the music and only listen to titles and maybe a popular B-side or two and don't know anything about the group beyond their group name and maybe their company, then I consider that a casual listener. If you really like their music and listen to it often, and also maybe check out more than just title tracks, and I would consider that a fan. And for fan, there's a whole range of optional things that are covered under that title, like knowing their names, watching some compilations of their MVs, um, oh wait, watching some compilations slash their MVs, knowing a few facts, checking out their releases on or around comeback time, or just generally interacting with some fan content here and there. Any of those things fall under fan territory for me up until the point where I become really invested and go deeper than surface level. You can really like a group and their content, but if it's just surface level and you're just enjoying their content as it comes out and nothing deeper, then I consider that a fan. Stan is the next level after fan and typically is when a person likes a group for more than just their music. For example, they are invested in the artist themselves. I'd consider stan things to be where you actively checked out or in the process of checking out and enjoy the majority of their songs, learn more about the members and just their names, keep up with their new releases and activities when your schedule and energy allows, interact with the fandom in some capacity, or just in general have a more casual interest in them and their music. There's so many ways to like the content and interact with the group, so I don't think I would really put specifics on how you qualify for being a stan, but I generally think that as long as you love and respect the members and their music, like and consume a majority of your preferred content. Um, and they said, and this might ruffle some feathers, but if you stand a music group, then yes, you must at least like the music. Oh my God, I flagged that. <laughs> keep going. But yeah, I want to come back to that. And if you don't have the time to keep up with them and at least have an interest in wanting to keep up with them, then I consider you a stand. Doesn't matter if you don't vote or stream haven't watched each interview, haven't watched all their TV shows, don't know all the lyrics, don't buy albums, etc. None of that matters because it's all just surplus stuff. 
only things that matter, in my opinion, are the three things that I listed. Um, I think we can stop there. Okay, the second point. Okay, like and consume a majority of your preferred content, and this might ruffle some feathers, but if you stand a music group, then yes, you must at least like the music. How... I was confused by that. Are there instances... <laughs> who, what, one, where, why, how? Like, are there instances of people who say, like, I'm a BTS stan, or any group, but obviously thinking about BTS 25-8, like, I'm a BTS stan, but I don't actually like the songs. Like, you just think that Tay's a hottie and you're going to keep it moving? Like, to me, that's, like... <laughs> again, this person is, like, don't gatekeep, so I'm 100% gatekeeping, but, like... What are you even doing if you're like, <laughs> I think, I think we've talked about this, like in the really, really early days, like this is probably a 2019 episode, but like, I think BTS are attractive. I think they're hilarious and funny and I love watching their like behind the scenes clips. I'm super behind as always, but like love run BTS, love the Bangtan bombs, like Love in the soup, like, I live to, like, watch Yoongi cook things, right, specifically, but, like, mm -hmm. first and foremost, like, they're musicians, he is a producer, like, how can you have all that other stuff without music at the core? That's so confusing to me, that they would even have to clarify that. I'm, I 100% agree with you, um... In reading, I don't know if it was on this thread or another one, someone was talking about how K-pop is such a, like a visual genre that it's really easy for you to become interested in a group, not because of the actual music that they make, but because you like this member. You think they're um, attractive or you think they're funny, um, or you find their choreography interesting, you're, you're really into, like, the visuals that they displayed in, like, one music video, like, there's all these, like, different aspects that come with K-pop that you don't always get with, like, other genres. So I could see how you could be somewhat interested or invested in a group and not, like, like their music like that. It doesn't have to be a group group or solo artist. And not, like, like their music like that. But I think, like you were saying, the distinction between, like, fan, casual, listener, and stan comes in here. Because I also can't see how you can be a stan of something. <laughs> how, how can you be a stan of a music artist but not like their music? But I'm pretty sure there are people out there who to this day say that they like bts i don't know if they claim that they're still standing them but they don't like their music anymore <laughs> right they're like yeah i love them but i just don't like their music anymore it's weird though well it i find it overall weird like if if we think like stan is like fan but more as i saw in the other thread right mm -hmm. i'm not trying to jump around but if we view it that way i don't even see how you could be a fan of bts and not like their music like it feels like you've built a house and there's no foundation and the house is just gonna like crumble away 
I mean, this is a poor analogy that I haven't thought through at all, but it, it doesn't, I don't even see how you could be a casual listener without <laughs> listening <laughs> to the music. Like you can be like, Oh, I watched a few episodes and those guys are cute and funny. Yeah. But like, that's as far as it goes. Like, how do you even get, I, I, I just can't even conceptualize like what it is to stand, but not listen to the music. And I'm not saying like, if you've listened to our other episodes where we talked about permission to dance, like I'm not out here listening to that song every day. Mm -hmm. Today I was listening to, um, like the school love affair album. I was listening to dark and wild. I, I was listening like all BTS songs in order playlist starting at the beginning and working my way through. So like, it's weird to me that someone's like, Oh yeah, I stand, but I don't like the music they're releasing now. Like, okay. Could you be a stand that likes their older stuff? Like, I don't know. The time aspect is confusing to me, but we've kind of talked about this in other ways, like less directly where someone's like, Oh, I don't like music from before 2016 or 2017 or, Oh, I only like the old stuff. Like it's such an arbitrary cutoff. I can see not liking specific songs from each of those time periods. Again, like we were just saying, everyone has different tastes and like, like certain things, but how are you imposing a fake time limit? Yeah. Not a single song before 2016 was good or not a single song since 2019 has been good. It just makes no sense to me. Yeah. I really like this definition here. And honestly, it's making me think about, you know, there's been people that I've talked to in the past before and, or even just people online when I see them, they're like, they have a, like a laundry list of people that they stand. And I'm like, how? How? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> I guess because I'm looking at it the way that I stand BTS, the way that I stand God 7, I'm just like, what what time, what bandwidth do you have to say that you, like, <laughs> stand this many people? But if you look at, like, this person's definition, the only thing you have to do to stand is, like, love and respect the members and their music, consume a majority of, like, content, or, um, or let's just say, and even if you don't have time to keep up with them, at least have an interest in wanting to keep up with them. That's like really plain and simple. Like you could stand a lot of people technically by that definition. Um, yeah. I also really liked when they said that um, keeping up with their new releases and activities when your schedule and energy allows <laughs> but definitely feel like there's something mm -hmm. about fans, stands, whatever you want to call them, who try to make people feel bad when they're like not always online constantly posting. When they're not online to post as soon as a member posts. Like you're not voting like everyone else is. You're not streaming as hard as everyone else is. Or you haven't seen all of this content and stuff like that. And that's not really what makes you a fan or like a stand of someone. It's really just about like how much you love and how like dedicated you are to them. Right. But people feel like you have to prove your dedication, which I don't think is always the case. Like you have to show it in some way, like you were saying in like a kind of monetary way, like buying albums or photo cards and things like that. But I don't think that that has to be true. Right. I'm not going to consider like, 
you've said on here that you don't, you haven't seen like every episode of Run, right? You're like watching them back. I just said that. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm not going to be like, Julie's not a stan because I've seen every episode of Run and she hasn't. Like what? That doesn't make any sense, right? Like that's just so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And it's just arbitrary because how could someone say that I'm not a stan? Like we dedicate hours of our week every week. Like, so people, I guess my point is not like, we have a podcast, yeah, but my point is, like, everyone is going to stand kind of differently, and the definitions are even intensely personal. Um, mm-hmm. There was one other thing, and I just looked at the timer, and we're still in our first article, so I'm very enthused about this topic. I had a couple other things, but the main one I just want to jump to that scared me, this reply, and I apologize in advance for reading this out loud, Um being a fan would mean that when disbandment hits, you would mourn them, yes, but you could also move on easily. Being a stan would mean that you can't really think about a life without them. You couldn't really solidify a life without them producing new music. Like, you know you would live on, but because your standing life is already so full of the group, and when they disband, you don't really imagine your life without, and it's just difficult to accept. Uh, and I was like... Yeah, there's a lot of groups that I like and have liked over the years, but I just, like, I don't know, kept it going. Like, I don't know. It was just living my life, right? Yep. But when BTS, I mean, the time will eventually come. We have to accept this, right? Like, when BTS eventually disbands or goes on, like, indefinite hiatus, like, what will I do? Yep. I can't even conceptualize it. And we've talked about it other times too. It's not something I can really wrap my head around. Exactly. I think that's where the identity part become, comes in, right? Like being in BTS army means more than just like saying I'm a fan of BTS. Like it has become like a part of identity at this point. Like <laughs> look at how much time we dedicate to BTS, right? If they like broke up tomorrow, we would be like, what the, f-? like we wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> like we would be gutted, right? We would be lost. Like, there's so much that we do, not just online, like, in our real lives that has to do with BTS. So, yeah, I agree. That's that's so true. There's been other groups that have broken up, and I've been, like, really sad over it. Um, but not like, oh, my God, I cannot move on from this. Like, I have to, like, reinvent myself. <laughs> I mean, will I be able to move on when the time comes? I don't think so. I think I'll be one of those people. Like, you know how people say, like, oh, so-and-so is stuck in the 70s or so-and-so is stuck in the 80s. Yeah. I'm going to be stuck in, like, the 2010s, 2020s because, I, like, I'll be that person that only listens to, like, 80s music. Like, I'm only listening to BTS <laughs> even when I'm, f- like, 55 years old and a carpool mom and, like, driving kids around they'll be like oh this is the mom that's always playing (laughs) she has one playlist (laughs) like anyway yeah I digress but I I don't know don't know how that's gonna work yeah so that one really hit me scary scary um should we jump to the other one yeah um I didn't have as many thoughts on this one as I did on the other one I mean I did think it was interesting I think you kind of touched on you touched on it earlier. Yeah. I actually really liked this this one. I don't even know what this Reddit is for. The subreddit. Uh, I don't 
know what what is dreamless taken like i don't know i'm not part of this fandom but i liked that it was like a little further from k-pop yeah um because i felt like with the distance i could like understand a bit more what people were saying um I'll try to summarize my thoughts and you can react if you're cool with that. Um, I'll try to be more aware of the time, but um, I already mentioned the like digital and online and offline component. I found that super fascinating. Um, They also mentioned sports fans, which you talked about a lot and I agree. I liked the very concise definition, a stan is a fan, but more. And I was like, that's pretty straightforward and like how I kind of view it intuitively. Um, And everything else is just like playing with the boundaries, which like multiple people were discussing how blurry the boundaries are. There were a few like kind of mic drop phrases that I wanted to to highlight because I thought it was good. Um, Someone was talking about like cringe aspects of the culture, right? So they said... Quote, something I hear about something that I hate about the word stan is that it lumps together cringe but ultimately harmless fan behavior, i.e., fan art, excitement over content, even shipping when done respectfully and within boundaries, and actual toxic behavior ranging from petty arguments to sending death threats to full on harassment campaigns and doxing. They're completely different, and the former does not necessarily lead to the latter. I'm beginning to think that people just like the fact that they can feel justified in their hatred of the cringe but harmless behavior of stands because they can say, well, look at what horrible things stands do. Clearly being a stan is bad, and all stan-associated behavior should be shat on when that's simply not the case. Um, and then they put with an asterisk, cringe culture is dead. I use this word with no negative connotations. And that's kind of what I was hinting at when we first started. Like, I used to be so secretive because I was so embarrassed of the things I was in. And we're all just kind of like, F that. This is what I like. Mm -hmm. But I think there is kind of like a shaming aspect. And people kind of dove into that. And someone else, I think it was related. Um, Let me quickly follow up on that. I like... Okay. So... Oh, no. It's the same post. Later in the same post. So maybe I just stan this poster. But this person says, when you see someone talking negatively and vaguely about stans, do consider that they may just be talking about literal stalkers and or people who send hate under the guise of defending something they're a fan of. Or they might just be assholes who hate seeing people have fun. You never know. Don't take people shitting on stans to heart, though. They aren't talking about people like you. And if they are, they're just judgmental pricks. Um, and it says TLDR Stan has no singular definition. Labels are silly. Call yourself what you like and don't let yourself be shamed out of harmlessly enjoying something that you love. And that one just resonated with me because armies get shot on all the time as a collective. It's like never ending mm-hmm. and it's kind of mellowed out a little bit, maybe in the last like year or two, I feel like mm-hmm. because maybe people are scared or like liked our, like social mobilizations i don't know but yeah people i'm just tired of like i don't know like thought not thought leaders but like cultural commentators being like stan culture is weird army are weird we're all teenage girls like i'm sick and tired of it you can go f yourself (laughs) yeah so anyway i love that i love that post um there was one other comment I had from this. 
Okay. This is a different person. They said, bottom line, I don't think this is their third paragraph, so I'm just paraphrasing. Bottom line, I don't think you can fully grasp what stands are unless you've been there, and a lot of folks haven't. A lot of people never experienced hyperfixating on things or being passionate about them enough to dedicate as much of your time on it as a stand does. We can't expect everybody to understand, but at the very least, look into it if you wish to be truly nuanced. Like, I do think it's true. Like, if you're just someone reading about stands on the internet, you might be like, who are these internet weirdos? But unless you've actually experienced, like, deep fandom or standom, like, how would you know what it is? Nope. Very true. And those are my thoughts on, on this third one. So I don't know if you have any follow-up to that, but that's, like, the, the quick, quick and dirty spark notes. <laughs> my thoughts kind of tie in with this one and the next one. So I'm like, maybe we should go on to the paper one. All right. Kind Do of you want to take the lead on that? Tied together. Um, so the paper magazine article, it's do we need to separate Stan from fan? And it kind of takes more of a negative look at <laughs> the use of stands versus fans. Um Where should I start? Because it's all wild. Um, they're talking <laughs> about the de- definition of Stan. Um, they say Stan, which was once applied to a very specific type of fan, has become conflated with fandom more generally. When we like something, we stan it. When we're rooting for someone, we stan them. When stans can be guilty of such toxic behavior, such as speaking violently to their faves on Twitter, nasty infighting, doxing journalists, or bullying haters, it does well-meaning fans a disservice to lump them in together. Covered by the anonymity of the internet, most stand accounts hide behind their faves. Their profile photos are of the artists. Their handle is a reference to them. Their location is fake. I'm like, okay, just call me out because I meet all that criteria. But anyway, um, individually, (laughs) they aren't capable of much beyond some light cyberbullying. But as a collective, their power can be immense and overwhelming, and a few recent incidents shine a light on just how so. Stands are powerful and organized and able to take down anyone they disagree with. So they, like, go on about, I guess, um, a pitchwork writer gave Taylor Swift's Folklore album a very good rating of 8.0, and I guess not a 10. And so they harassed this person, doxed her, um... <laughs> Uh, which I guess some stands in the Taylor Swift fandom didn't agree with, but um, it happened. Um, let's see. They go on to keep talking about other instances where stands like harass journalists and like <laughs> other stuff. Um, and I guess I just thought that was interesting because we've definitely had our fair share of criticism for journalists um have we doxed them no have we gone on to their twitter or whatever social media handle they have and like harassed them no but we have been like vocally critical against 
journalist who we felt didn't um, accurately report on BTS. Let's put it that way. Does that put us in like the <laughs> obsessive, crazy stand category that they're referencing to? I will say with my whole chest that I'm probably obsessive. Am I crazy? No. And I also think this article is obviously written by someone who is a journalist, right? Mm -hmm. And I was actually kind of wondering like who wrote this and they say like everyone wants to be anonymous and, and talking about this. And I'm like, okay, do not cyber bully people. I don't know how many times we can say this. Don't cyber bully them. But is there a reason that they want to be anonymous? Have they published hot takes and then don't want to take accountability for said hot takes? Like I found this article, I read this one first and then I read the two Reddit things and it left like a weird taste in my mouth. Um, because they were talking about like music reviews and cultural critics. And I do think from that perspective, fan culture and the internet makes cultural critics irrelevant. And that's what they hate. And that's why this article doesn't sit well with me is because I fundamentally do not give a flying crap, a steaming hot crap about what someone at Pitchfork has to say about BTS. I just don't, right? Mm -hmm. Like Pitchfork has a certain reputation as a music publication, even for non-K-pop artists. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's just like, I'm supposed to be like the bigger person and just walk away from people saying weird shit about me on the internet. But like, I don't know. There's degrees. I don't want to encourage like doxing or whatever, but I also just think like cry me a river. <laughs> My thoughts are, why do journalists feel like they're able to dish out criticism, but they're not able to receive it? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Right? Thank you for saying, yeah. Like, if I come on here and I give a hot take that somebody doesn't like, like, I shouldn't be mad at them for not agreeing with what I said. Exactly. Now, I'm saying that doesn't mean that fans should start, like, sending hate threats or, like, go kill yourself type threats, right? That definitely doesn't mean that. That's nasty behavior. I don't encourage that. But if you're going to say something that I think is like... Because it's, it's one thing for you to have a hot take about like, you know, I didn't like this song. Then there's another thing for you to just like spew like falsehoods or for you to just like really show that you don't really care about the person that you're writing about. Like just like pure lazy journalism. Why can't I criticize you for that, right? I'm asking for you to do the same for BTS or like really any other K-pop artist because I'm sure they don't get equal treatment as well. I'm asking you for you to treat them like you would treat a Western artist. It's like the fact that I can see the clear bias in your writing when you're talking about artists like BTS that makes me criticize you. I'm not going to come to you and yeah. I'm going to like tell you to go die. But, like, you cannot get mad when I, <laughs> like, have something to say about your article. And aren't you writing articles to generate responses, good and bad? 
doesn't that help you at the end of the day you can still you get views this company gets views and i'm sure they get paid for it right so like why do you care like you did your job you're still gonna get paid at the end of the day you're gonna get to come back and make more articles <laughs> that other people like or don't like like <laughs> but again emphasizing that does not make it okay for fans to go and attack them because they don't agree with them right we can have like discourse without making them feel like so bad about themselves that they never want to like go outside or like get on the internet ever again yeah I think I think you said it perfectly and tried to say like or you said what I was trying to like get at in a way is like they can write a negative review but they can't take like any kind of response or like yeah it's just very odd to me so this particular line really also says um the line between artist and fan and between critic and artist has never been thinner. And artists and stands need to both realize that criticism, especially even-handed fair criticism, is necessary. That, to me, reads like they're washing their hands of like a lot of the problematic stuff that comes with these reviews. And a lot of times, it's not even-handed and fair, and that's when like army come right so like if it isn't the consequences of your own actions exactly. like i don't know so i'm kind of like all right but they are right they're i mean but i also feel if someone's like bts isn't for me this is an album that fans will love i don't personally love it like okay fine fair good go but also why are you doing it like let the person who loves k-pop at your organization like write the review or I, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't always work that way. And I guess like that could lead to censorship too, or like biased reporting, but it's just awkward to me when like publications give a K-pop review to someone who clearly has no interest or even like the bare minimum respect. Yeah. Yeah. There's people who you can tell are so like wrapped up in their own biases about something that they're not like fairly reporting on something. But also, like, they're talking about fair criticism. How do you, who determines what's fair or not? Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. What's the metric for fair? Because clearly our versions of fairs differs. <laughs> Seriously. Um, the other thing I hated about this article was the last sentence. As Vulture pointed out earlier this year, Stan culture is long overdue a reckoning. But as for the stands that still engage or still engaging in this behavior, consider that however innocent you may feel hiding behind anonymity, the immense power of a tidal wave of blank squares screaming hate still feels personal <laughs> to journalists and other fans. Consider that it doesn't matter one bit whether a journalist or other fan likes something as much as you do. Consider returning to the reason you love that thing in the first place, the good things it made you feel, how at home, how alive. Consider approaching your fandom from a place of love, not jealousy or bitterness. Uh, well, this is so freaking condescending. <laughs> like, I mean, you should do those things, but assuming that I'm not doing those things or like the hate is personal, but again, like army or fan K-pop fans in general are expected to be bigger and take all the heat that comes at us for being like teenage girls. Again, there's nothing wrong with being a teenage girl, but we're just supposed to be like, yes, I'm a freak. Yes, I'm really weird. Yes. I'm obsessive. Yes, I'm crazy. But like, I, I don't know. It just sits so 
like it feels personal to the journalist like it's your job like if you can't develop a thick skin you shouldn't be in journalism again i'm not saying don't bully or dox people but like yeah just the whole thing it's like consider i have considered you're irking me the whole reason we started this podcast is because journalists have not considered so whatever i'm just like whatever i feel like i'm ranting i fell for the like hook line and sinker but i am annoyed i feel like social media has been a huge positive and a huge negative when it comes to how we interact (laughs) with our artists how we interact with people online period um I will say that this doxing thing is terrifying, right? And we have even bit our tongue while recording this podcast in fear that we could possibly be, like, doxed for something that we've said, even when the things that we've said probably are, like, relatively, like, not that bad. (laughs) But it only takes one person to hear something that they don't like and feel like they can... harm you right like try and harm you some way by either revealing like your location more about your identity than what you want people to know trying to get you fired from your job or whatever um i think when it comes to k-pop like it really is like never that serious um uh and it is something that happens within our own fandom it happens within K-pop in general. I think it's terrifying. Um, it's just outright wrong. Um, it's not something that people should be doing. However, like the person in the Reddit that we were just discussing was talking about, it's really unfortunate that the things that a small few do get pushed onto like the entire group right like to make it seem like all taylor swift fans or all bts fans are like just absolutely insane and violent it's just not fair like yes there are people that exist in the fandom that do that there's people that exist in probably any fandom that would do something like that right so it's not fair for you to say all stands are like this based off of what a select few are doing. And that bothers me. Yeah. And this, to be fair, I did not like this article, but to be fair, they do talk about that, about how like the toxic behavior of a few is pushed on many, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they do like kind of address that in passing. Um so, yeah. It, yeah. I would say, too, um, they talk about someone who was in a Panic at the Disco fandom and, like, kind of inter-fan... Like, so far, we focused a lot on, like, journalism-fan relations, but this is, like, fan-to-fan relations and how, like, toxic behavior... Um, and they say, apparently it's common for one fan to send a, uh, send a tweet to a group chat and then for the group to disperse and bully another fan into deactivating. It's usually something minuscule that is seen as problematic but could easily be rec- 
rectified by properly educating the person. It's toxic and it's wrong. And she was saying she used to do that, but like is trying to change. And she also said being a stand on, on, being a stan means you live on Twitter and strive to remain as unproblematic as possible while being the most toxic person alive. It's oxymoronic, really. Um, and that's interesting, right? Because no one, we are, we, anyone on social media in general, but especially Twitter, like, probably lives in fear of getting doxxed at one point or another. Mm-hmm. And I guess, separately, So I've been at Army since 2016. It's 2022. Six years. Yeah. Can I add? Yeah. (laughs) Six years. I've had a really positive experience, but just recently I had to leave a group chat um, because of the way people were interacting. Um, They were saying like some really mean, petty stuff and it just didn't sit right with me and I didn't want to be a part of it. So I left and like it was mutuals that like, I considered myself to know or like be kind of close with. And so I was really surprised and it has like disillusioned me a bit because I have been lucky so far to have mostly positive experiences with people. But there, I guess all I'm saying is there is an ugly side in how we all treat each other as well. Right. The gatekeeping, the cyberbullying, the like canceling. It, it just, it's honestly stressful. Like, if we could address that part. I, like, because like you said, there's so much good, right? Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of bad that comes with the territory. And I don't know, like, I, how do you keep that in check? Right. Because what, what happens when someone takes that cyberbullying offline with them or someone feels like someone who is their friend or, like, appreciated their efforts that they're going, that they're doing for whatever said group is, like, not reciprocated, you know? Exactly. There's definitely been moments online where I'm like, I should just delete my account because I don't even like it here. Like, <laughs> which is really mm-hmm. unfortunate because, you know, at one point BTS was like super active on Twitter, right? Um, they have like many platforms now, so it's dispersed. But like that was where you kept up like with what BTS was doing, and it was fun. Like, I'm not gonna say it's not fun now because there are moments where it's fun, but there are, like you said, a lot of like negative moments going on on the timeline. And I'm constantly like, if I just didn't have a social media account, <laughs> my experience with BTS would be completely different. Maybe it would be better. I don't know. I don't know. But I wish I could have a drama-free timeline, but I know that's not going to happen when you're dealing with people with many different attitudes and perspectives and thoughts and feelings or whatever on the timeline but um yeah it it definitely gets rough on the internet and it is disheartening i don't even think it's bad to disagree like again people are coming from so many different walks of life or like lived experience or just like opinions but so often and I think we've talked about this again really early on but so often it's not a constructive conversation it's just people like yelling at each other and like (laughs) screaming into the void (laughs) you know so like 
I don't know what do you do to like avoid that like I tend to just be like wow shit is going down I'm staying off the timeline today you know like I'm just gonna dip (laughs) yeah yeah it's one thing when it's like it's one thing when it's like really like petty argument like over whether someone said they liked a song or not you know like like that's one thing but there's often times where like it becomes bigger where like now within the fandom fans have like brought race into it or something and like that's where I get like super uncomfortable right or maybe an artist does something that was like offensive and like it just was but there's people that want to protect the artist so much um and that kind of goes back to that one point in that first reddit we were looking at like not just beyond not just their music they don't want to criticize them for but like the artist can't be criticized about literally anything it is that they do even if it was like clearly offensive right they want to protect them so bad and they want to protect their image so bad that you can't say anything about them, right? No matter how, like, offensive it was, how much it hurt someone, you can't say anything about it because this person is, like, 100% um, perfect, like, whatever it is that they think about them, right? And that's where it, like, makes me upset and, like, really frustrated and makes me feel really uncomfortable, makes me want to get offline, right? (sighs) There's been, like, a number of times, I'm not just talking about BTS, I'm talking about, like, for other groups as well, where I feel like they have, like, offended, like, me specifically as, like, a black woman, right? But fans will try to tell you that, like, your experience and, like, your thoughts and your feelings aren't valid because they love their group so much. And that's when it gets, like, really, like, not fair, and it's also extremely toxic and scary that somebody is willing to, like, dox you over something that was like clearly offensive and you want to protect like your group that bad i've definitely seen things like that that make me uncomfortable as well um and it's always hard because for every person that's like what this person did was wrong or what this group did was wrong there's other people that are like well i'm x and it's not wrong And so you just start to, like, spiral. You know what I mean? Or, like, I I don't know. Yep. Nope. So so hard to... Yeah. It's so hard to deal with. (laughs) Yeah. I guess we should wrap it up. Um, Do you have any final parting thoughts you want to (laughs) share? I don't even know how to wrap it up at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm kind of out of steam, but this is definitely a very long and worthwhile conversation to have. Um, I'll be interested to know, like, what listeners think about it. Yeah. Um, if they define themselves as, like, fans or stands, or how do you define it? Because it's obviously very flexible. Yeah. Please let us know your thoughts on this topic. Tell us how you feel. This is, um, a really interesting conversation. There's no, like, right or wrong answer. It's definitely making me think more about how I view myself as a fan or stan and how I view others um, 
I like have to like remind myself to like not be gatekeepy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, same. I, I don't want to be that person. A lot of person. self-reflection. <laughs> right. I don't want to be that person outwardly. I don't even like having the thoughts sometimes as well. Like, no, that's not the way you should think about things. Like, let me reframe that. So I do appreciate this topic. Um, it's helping me change my thoughts and feelings about... <laughs> who's a fan and who isn't, who's a stand and who isn't. So. And just like the journalist that I was kind of ranting about earlier, like we're just two people with opinions, right? You don't have to buy into any of our opinions. Exactly. You could agree. You could disagree. I don't know. As I like age in my fandom, I'm just becoming more chill. Like I used to have like really prescriptive ideas about, you know, new versus old or, you know, fan versus Stan. And now I'm just like, whatever, have fun with it. It's not that deep. (laughs) Enjoy it. Yep. Anyway, I guess we will wrap it here. Um, Be well in the meantime. Yep. That'll do it for today's episode of Girls is Fun. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.